Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to another... (laughs) I have not been drinking, I promise. Right. Welcome to another edition of the Reds fans uh, chatter podcast, uh, hot stove edition. I'm Scott Evans, and I can't talk tonight. I'm just going to let you uh, do the entire show yourself. Uh, Nick Lawson's on the other end. What's going on, man? You may have to cut back on the eggnog. <laughs> oh, I, I actually hate eggnog. I do, too. So anyway, this is the just before Christmas edition of the Reds fans hot stove chatter podcast. I I got that all mixed up too, but that's okay. (laughs) We'll we'll continue. uh, And uh, of course, lots of things going on in Reds country. Nothing major actually happening. Lots and lots of rumors. We'll get into those tonight as well. And uh, it's probably be our last uh, show of the year. Next week, I'm pretty much tied up uh, for the fir- for the uh, first of the year. So we'll uh, actually next next month next week is the the first of the year, isn't it? Or no, it's not. I you're, you're close. I'm. I, I you know I really should have like a margarita or something. Maybe I'd, I'd have my mind straight. <laughs> I'm no, working. Ne- next week will be the last the last week of the. Right, right, and and uh, that's right because next week I I have uh, scheduling conflicts again. So our first show will be the first. Our next show will be the first part of 2021, and hopefully getting off to a better start. Hopefully, uh, because it always seems like right around Christmas time, right after Christmas time, the Reds make some type of either major move or moderate move. Uh, so there goes that. So uh, this week, uh, lots of uh, rumors to talk about, and I'll let you start with some of them already. Well, they're not major deals. Uh, they're just small time, small potato players. Uh, getting Chesler Cuthbert in a minor league deal. Uh, they re-signed Jesse Biddle and R.J. Alanis to minor league contracts. They signed uh, Matt Bell as a rookie and Josh, I'm going to butcher his name, Josh Osich. Okay. I guess is how you say his name. And, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to, tonight I'm not going to even <laughs> attempt. Uh, I'm surprised I did. <laughs> and um, Bo uh, Takahashi into minor league contracts. And the Reds acquired Scott Henneman from the Texas Rangers for inferior Jose Acosta, who I never heard of. Got you. That's, that's basically it. Yeah, nothing major. I think the Acosta, I saw some people on social media a little upset about that one, considering we didn't get anything back. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, it's it's really weird to say what the Reds are going to do because they don't really know. They're still waiting on baseball to know uh, for sure if, if spring training is going to start on time, if there's going to be a DH. Uh, so I think that's why you haven't seen a lot of uh, big moves yet. I mean, you've seen – uh, some players, Reds definitely are losing Anthony Desclafani. He signed with the uh, Giants. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's kind of why you're in the standing uh, period for a lot of teams. And at the same time, that creates uh, the writers. They got to have something to write about. So that's when they start. Uh, 
I'm not going to say making stuff up, but uh, well, I'll say making stuff up <laughs> or trying to guess is is how to say it. Because there was a um, there was John Heyman, of course, started uh, tweeting a lot about what the Reds are uh, doing or not doing this offseason, uh, pretty much naming every single player on the roster except for Joey Votto, who can't be traded. Um, because, uh, no team's going to want, especially coming out of the COVID season, uh, no team's going to want to have a uh, $25 million player in, in their upper thirties, uh, on their team. And then they're also, you know, Joey has a no trade clause, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, so, but, uh, pretty much every other player on the team has been, I think been mentioned at least once, including some names that are. Kind of surprising. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of a crazy year. The Reds don't know if there's going to be a DH. Of course, the way the team was set up anyway, uh, that really only helps with playing time for the players that, that are on the roster. And, um, and and they're still not sure about the fans. Uh, what they're planning uh, in, this, in this bit of news is uh, they're planning probably around 11,000, 12,000, kind, of like, kind of like what the Bengals have. Uh, kind of like what was uh, done in the World Series. Uh, so, I mean, they've already sent – I'm a season ticket holder. They sent uh, me kind of like saying, hey, we're going to be moving your seats, which I'm not happy about because I, I love my seats uh, just because they're right on the aisle. Uh, there's no steps to go up or down. Uh, but I, I kind of understand, hopefully, and this is a kind of a question I'll have for them, uh, if uh, – let's say July hits after the all-star break and they're allowed to go back to full or near full capacity. Will my seats move back or I'll, will I be stuck wherever they move me? <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those things. And depending on where they move me, I may just decide to uh, put my tickets on hold for uh, 2022. Well, I mean, besides that and your, your hard luck on having seats that you paid for, um, you know, they, they postpone the, the opening day parade again. Right. Somebody didn't mention earlier, but um, I mean, I would think that you would get your normal seating once they get well, capacity again. The, the, oh, yeah, but I don't know if they'll do it mid-season or not. Once uh, 2022 comes around, I, I would be back in my normal seats. Uh, okay. Basically, uh, what, what they're saying, uh, what their plan is for right now, uh, I mean, things could change come come April because of uh, whatever reason the vaccines uh, get distributed quick or, and uh, have a, have an immense effect. The virus just dies out. Uh, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It could be, it could be worse or it could be better. No one has a, uh, a crystal ball. Hopefully it gets better, but what their plan is based on today is a mandatory mask wearing by all fans and staff. So don't complain. Nope. Uh, appropriate social distancing enforced in all areas of the ballpark, including entrances, concessions, and concourses. I don't know how they're going to enforce that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. And I guess no congregating at the stacks this year. No. Uh, Six-foot social distancing between groups of fans in the seating bowl. That, that one's actually the easiest to do, other than the fact that uh, it's been long-time tradition for Reds fans to not sit in their ticketed seat. Yeah, I mean, not being able to stand up on the on the the boat area, I'm sure that's going to really be harmful for people. Yeah, well, I, I, my guess is all of the group areas and maybe including the uh, diamond seats are mm -hmm. going to be closed until they can until they can safely open up the entire stadium because right. um, I can't imagine them being able to have 
buffet buffet style food. So I mean that's I mean that could be a, a big reason why a lot of the teams are looking. It's not just the you know sixteen dollar thirty dollar ticket in the uh, in the outfield or the eight dollar bleacher seats. Uh, that's that's cutting into teams revenues. It's it's the uh, it's the big dollar tickets. It's the club seats, the Champions Club seats for a hundred dollars. Uh, the diamond seats for two hundred and fifty-five dollars a game. So I, I mean, those, I, those I can, fans, those fans might actually complain about that. I, I would. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understand that. I, I would definitely. Sit there. I would. I mean, if if I'm not getting the the same the same uh, perks out of the uh, out of the deal, I I would want to. I would probably just uh, like okay, you just hold my money till next year. Uh, but, or drop the price of the tickets or something yeah. if you're gonna move me. Yeah, or give me a huge uh, concession credit. <laughs> yeah, right. So I can get my pre-wrapped uh, food that they were t- sending uh, surveys out about. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay ballpark price for something that wasn't made fresh. I'm not going to buy vending well, ma- vending machine food at a ballpark. Sounds absolutely disgusting. Well, let's bring our own Happy Meals. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully you're allowed to still bring your own food in because that would solve uh, solve that problem. Uh, but right. who knows? The, the, none of the COVID re- rules make sense outside the ballpark, so um, we'll see. Enhanced cleaning and sanitation measures throughout the ballpark. Can they please keep that throughout the year? Because if you've ever had to go to the bathroom at Great America Ballpark after, uh, after the first inning, yeah, especially on opening day, it's nasty in there. It's nasty. And I hear the women's rooms uh, rooms are even worse. So can we can we please keep the enhanced cleaning and sanitation in normal times if we ever get can back? I, can I add something to that? I mean, if you're a woman and you're going to the, the ladies' room, how can you make a mess? How can you miss? How can you miss? <laughs> we know how we we know how we miss, but how do you miss? I don't get it. Are you hovering on the toilet? I mean, I don't get it. I'm not going to comment. On the ball? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out. That's all. And then uh, contactless entry into Great American Ballpark with all tickets, including season tickets, delivered digitally through the MLB Ballpark app. So paper tickets, uh, at least for 2021, are going to be a thing of the past and probably going forward as well, which I, I kind of hate. I haven't had a paper ticket in years. Well, I never use the paper tickets, but I do. Uh, I do use the. Uh, I do usually get the book of tickets as kind of a, a souvenir as part of the season ticket member. So, and then what they're going to yeah. do is what is what all the uh, events that are going on for the most part are doing. Uh, there's probably some exceptions, and and some of those exceptions are probably breaking protocol. Uh, but uh, for the uh, well-run events, uh, whether it's AEW wrestling or NFL football, uh, that's had crowd that had that's had or college football, they've all had. Uh, what they call pods, <laughs> which are basically areas uh, seated off where uh, your group of people are se- separated from other group of people. And, and it works pretty good. Uh, hopefully it's enforced. Uh, that That's going to be the tough thing because I know when the uh, Florence Yalls had uh, seating that there were people that would move down to the uh, seats left open for, on purpose. It's just sit in the Florence front Yalls. row. Yeah. Or yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, a friend of mine he took his his family to a game there, and uh, it was like, okay, it's done really well, really safe. And then uh, you had some people come down, sit right next to him, and I don't know if he went. I think he went and got security, but it was 
that part was kind of tough to enforce as far as people setting. And at the Red Stadium, it could either be strictly enforced uh, or you know some of the uh, and who knows how they're going to have the ushers because uh, hopefully the ushers by that point will be uh, vaccinated. But uh, because a lot of the ushers have been there some since the Crosley days, so um, yeah. So I mean, there's there's some there's some uh, ushers there that are up there in years. Uh, definitely high risk. So, um, hopefully everything can be done safely and everybody maybe may not be happy, but, uh, be, be happy that you can at least go to a game and, and try to do so safely without, uh, without, uh, making someone sick. Yeah. I think we all just want to go and have fun and enjoy ourselves. Absolutely. You know, let's be smart. And no be one, smart about it. no one wants to get sick and, uh, and, or see someone get sick, whether it's, asymptomatic or or worse so uh we can all do our part with that but let, let's get out of the covid talk and i guess the other thing kind of covid related would be that uh, major league baseball says they lost three billion dollars last year uh an average of a hundred billion dollars per team now scott boris says that's a lie and uh so and the play the players uh pretty much said yeah we're going to play a full season this year we're not going to take another break we did it safely last year the owners were wanting a shortened season because they don't want to pay the players the 25 million dollar 30 million dollar contracts with the exception of like the mets well you can look at a guy like you know trevor bauer for instance he's he's open to a multi multi multi-year deal but he still wants a bunch of money and he knows that this season just really hurt every team right except the mets (laughs) <laughs> well, the Mets have new ownership, so yeah. Uh, the he and that guy's has opened his uh, checkbook. Uh, the Bowers rumored to go there. George Springer. They're they're going to have a really good team, so uh, they're going to probably be the favorite in the National League this year. Uh, as far as uh, the Dodgers will be up there as well. As far as the NL Central, though, and I was watching MLB Network uh, television. Uh, or MLB TV. I'm not sure exactly what the uh, actual name of the uh, channel is, but MLB Network, and they were talking about the NL Central, about how pretty much every team is either selling or staying pat, and that if the season were to start today with the rosters as uh, designed, uh, the Reds would be the favorite. And I know that's going to shock a lot of people that's hearing, you know, the Reds are going to, and they they are talking about this too, the Reds are talking to teams about – Sonny Gray, uh, Luis Castillo, Suarez, Suarez Mustakas. Uh, I'm surprised Castellanos isn't in the mix, but maybe he performed so badly last year. There's no market for him. Well, I mean, pretty much everybody did in 2020. It's, it's right. across the board. I mean, it, it's not just the Reds. Right. So with that, I mean, the Cardinals, uh, they did declined the uh, option on uh, Colton Wong. Uh, they have not re-signed Carpenter yet, or, or sorry, not Carpenter, Wainwright, or uh, um, or uh, the guy we boo all the time. Molina. Molina. So, I mean, Tat- they're... <laughs> what were I tattoo Neck was get, tattoo Neck's getting some interest from the Tigers. Right. So, I mean, he, he if that's going to be a completely different team. Uh, the Brewers, uh, they traded away one of their players to the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, so and the Pirates are the Pirates. Pirates will never change. They still suck. And the and the Cubs, uh, they're in teardown mode. They lost a uh, number of players. Theo Epstein left. So 
Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting division in kind of the opposite way. It's not like, you know, last year we were talking about all the teams in the, in the central adding and, and trying to win this year. It's almost like they're trying to see who can win by, uh, by going the cheapest route. Well, I saw today the Cubs signed Philip Irvin. So look out, here comes the world series for this team. (laughs) I mean, yes. I mean, nobody's making big signings. Uh, Trevor Bauer is probably going to be, um, towards spring training before he is signed by someone. Uh, he's not counting out the reds. I know John Heyman, uh, and him had a pretty good exchange because, uh, uh, Bauer said, don't believe anything unless it comes from, uh, his agent. Well, I kind of have to go with him on that one. You know, he would know and his agent would know before anybody else. Right. Right. I mean, the thing is, uh, the reds are t- probably still talking to her. Uh, who knows what their plans are. I would be absolutely shocked and surprised that the Reds did sign Trevor Bauer. Uh, but I mean, the Reds have not came out and themselves said one way or the other that, Hey, we're going to take a step back. Uh, the economy was tough. Uh, they have not said that. And if you go back to 2000, 15 when they started doing the teardown they came out to the red fans and said hey we're going to take a step back uh, we're still going to try to compete but we're going to look for the uh for the long term and uh they haven't done that this time so i don't maybe the reds don't even know where their budget's going to be yet until the questions are answered as far as fans as far as uh, major league baseball stance on the uh, designated hitter um the number of games to be played. So I, I know red fans are, some of them are jumping off the ship. Uh, I would just say, be patient. Uh, don't listen to anything unless it's actually happened. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way though. I, if, if the reds did trade Sonny gray, I wouldn't be surprised either. Well, I mean, fans have to realize he, he traded Rizal Glacius for a reason. It's a, it's going to come out at the end as a good thing because you freed up that money. Right. I mean, with then the guys you non-tendered, you know, the guys you non-tendered, you freed up that money as well. So there's money there, but not a whole lot. Well, the funny and the funny thing is with Rossio Iglesias, everybody in the, during the season last year, let's cut him, trade him, cut him. He's no good. And then when the Reds yeah. do trade him, they're like, why do we trade him? We're trying just to lose now. So hopefully it works out for yeah. the Reds. Uh, I mean, he was going to make about nine million dollars this year, and he was not. Con- I don't think anybody would say he was a lockdown closer that followed the Reds on a consistent basis. I mean, he could give you a couple of good innings, but he's not that guy that um, that's going to be that nine to fifteen million dollars. So if you can trade him now and uh, maybe get something out of the deal, um, it, it could work. But uh, but uh, you know, it, I, I wouldn't say that's a, that that. That one move does not weaken the team that much. You have, uh, I'm more concerned about Archie Bradley not getting uh, tendered, but uh, I mean, if they can work out a deal with him, he was injured a lot, so the Reds didn't see a lot from him. Uh, but you do, you still have Amir Garrett, uh, who is has already said he's gonna, he's gonna take the job. He's not gonna, he's not gonna compete for it. He's gonna take it. It's his to lose, is in his mind. So, uh, you, you gotta love Amir Garrett. Uh, I love the guy. Just because he hates the pirates so bad, I love him. Oh man, have but you? Uh... I think I think with the Reds, they they were. But I was gonna say, I I posted in the uh, Reds fans chatter yeah. group a, a video 
on YouTube of someone breaking down that fight. It is, it is the most hilarious breakdown oh. ever. <laughs> That's so, the greatest fight ever. Yeah, but go watch that video. Exception, exception of the that's, exception of the one with the Reds and Cardinals in 2010. I was there. Yeah, go watch go watch the video of that fight be, on, that I posted on the in the Facebook group because it it is absolutely hilarious the way that uh, I think it's from John Boy Sports on YouTube and. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's 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 the greatest uh, breakdown of a baseball fight of all time. Now I'll check it out, man. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's it's hilarious. He breaks down everything from Puig standing up the umpire uh, to uh, Dietrich just watching the home run. Uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I think Amir Garrett and. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, if he's not going to be a starter, uh, I think those are your two right now, as it stands right now, your two uh, top options for the closing spot in 2021. Yeah, I think they've, they've been trying to replace a role as Chapman for the longest time, and Iglesias kind of like was that guy for a moment. Uh, he had the velocity, but he didn't have the control. And then he finally picked up the velocity again in 2020, but then they traded him away, so... You got now. You got to replace him. So I think Amir Garrett would be that guy. I'm, right. I'm, I'm really leaning towards Amir on this one. I am too. And uh, I mean, and Iglesias, he just wasn't uh, consistent in 20, even in 2020, he wasn't consistent. I know there's a number of times uh, that uh, me and you were both like, oh, "Can we go with somebody else at the end of the game?" <laughs> yeah, he worried us for a minute there. Yeah, so, couple games he did blow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and towards the end of the year, when it counted, he did well, but. I, I that that move doesn't bother me now. If they if they trade both Castillo and Sonny Gray, then this team is going to be worse than the Pirates. Yeah, no doubt. You, you get rid of two, two of your starters, you already lost one in free agency. You're, you're going to be hurting, right? Especially in a full season. Yeah. So, I, I think the I think the main thing is for Reds fans, uh, don't panic yet. Do realize that it's not just yeah. Bob being cheap. Uh, the Reds lost probably forty-eight to fifty million dollars last year in gate receipts alone. That doesn't include merchandise sales. Uh, doesn't include revenue split for Major League Baseball. It doesn't include uh, the revenue they lost from uh, TV because the players and owners couldn't agree on a uh, schedule, so they ended up with sixty games. Um, yeah. At the same time, the Reds saved a lot of money because they furloughed almost all the office staff all season, and they also, of course, only had to pay uh, six for sixty games and not one hundred and sixty-two. So they saved a lot of money there too on uh, on uh, payroll, both for support staff and and player payroll. Yeah, I mean, even the time between the beginning of the season. In a time where they were all just having to practice games or whatever, I mean, you could have started earlier, in my opinion. Right. But they wanted to get these guys ready. And, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, the the union, obviously they're going to save money that way too. Well, the union wasn't going to going to agree to uh, start. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, the the other news, and I don't know if we talked about that uh, the last show or not, but uh, Major League Baseball came to an agreement. Or I don't know if they, even they if they even really came to an agreement. They pretty much dictated what was going to happen with minor league baseball, and it was pretty much a take it or leave it proposal. But the Reds, uh, they're keeping their same uh, four minor league teams. Unfortunately, 
Uh, Billings, Montana is going to become kind of a um, independent rookie. Yeah, independent league, but associated with Major League Baseball. Uh, and then the Appalachian League is now going to become a college amateur sport. Uh, wooden Bat League associated with Major League Baseball with college sophomores. Uh, now, some of those games are fun. I don't know if they're associated with Major League Baseball or yeah. not, but uh, there's a team in Savannah, Georgia called the Savannah Bananas. And Savannah they bananas. they average uh, in normal years. I think they were able to do 50% this year, but they uh, average in normal years like 5,000 fans per game. Nice. And well, they they add they went and added because you know if you've been to a minor league game, uh, you either love baseball or you go there for a lot of the uh, in between inning type things. Well, they've expanded the in between the entertainment portion of the game uh, more than any team. It's not just the it's the players getting into the entertainment. It's not just the uh, you know the grounds crew or. Uh, the stadium announcer playing games with the kids between innings. It, it's it's everybody. So I've seen some videos of it. It's it's uh, it's pretty cool what they did there. Uh, they lost a double uh, A team uh, uh, one year, and then this wooden bat team came in. And you know the wooden bat leagues, they may get fifty people if they're lucky. So uh, some of those can be fun if done right. Uh, if if they don't take baseball a hundred percent serious, which is something that Trevor Bauer tries to tell Rob all the time. Yeah, and Rob don't listen. Not at all. <laughs> so, but uh, the Reds are keeping uh, Louisville, uh, Daytona, Florida, Daytona Beach, Florida, the Tortugas, which uh, the stadium that they play in is where Jackie Robinson played. So I was glad to see that they uh, kept their minor league status. Um, but uh, And then Dayton Dragons and uh, the Chattanooga Lookouts, uh, which I'm hoping to get to a game this year. I love Chattanooga. It's a fun city. Uh, Daytona uh, and Dayton, though, are switching leagues. So uh, Dayton's going to be high A and Daytona's going to be low A. I'm fine with that. Yep. So anyway, that um, that's a lot of the... <clears throat> That's a lot of the news uh, and notes that that I have. Uh, it's been kind of a quiet uh, winter. I think the Reds are in good position if they, as long as they don't sell off everybody. Uh, I mean, if they want to make one more move for money. Uh, oh, the, the, there's one other player we haven't talked about that has been associated with the Reds. That would be a major move and would not be a selling move. Didi Gregorius has been rumored to be talking with the Reds. Yeah, it would be more of a homecoming for him, though. Be more of a homecoming. Yeah, considering he started here. Oh, absolutely, and and, and he's a top-notch shortstop. Uh, I don't think the Reds are going to trade for yeah. Lindor. Uh, they could probably get Didi for more years cheaper than they could Lindor. And Didi, Didi's one of the top five shortstops uh, available out there, so I would be all for that. Uh, uh, the Reds absolutely need a shortstop. They don't have one right now, especially one that could hit, and, and this lineup needs somebody that can hit. I think Didi is is on a very almost even level as Lindor, in my opinion. Right, I mean, the guy can glove it. The guy can hit. He can do it all. And, and and more more than likely, you'll be able to get Didi on a longer term and at a cheaper price than you would be Lindor. 
Oh yeah, I mean you can probably get DD for three years at least. Right, and and not and not at the twenty five thirty million dollar mark that Lindor is probably going to get after twenty twenty one. Man, he only wants he's only in his last year of his contract anyway. You trade away the farm to get him. You got him for one season, and then he's going to want a bunch more money next year. Right, and and you don't know what kind of season you're going to have in twenty twenty one as far as attendance or uh, how you're going to compete. So. Uh, if, if the deal was made last year, uh, trading the farm, that kind of made sense. You got him for two years or a year and a half, kind of like with Bauer, but, uh, for one year and, and you're talking about possibly trading away, uh, some of your premier starting pitching that's cheap as is, uh, I, I can't see, uh, I can't see the point in that, but, uh, I, I guess we'll see. And hopefully by, uh, end of January or by the, our next show, the first of the first of the year, hopefully we'll have some answers. Yeah. But we can give everybody more news. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, everybody wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hopefully the reds and Santa leaves us a shortstop under our uh, tree at <laughs> Christmas Eve. That would be nice. <laughs> and until next time, I, I think that wraps it up for this week. Yeah, go Reds, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Go Reds, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.